Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air, the most charismatic man in entertainment is back with his man, Dimitri. How you doing, man? Yo, yo, good to be back. Good to be here. Woof. That's all I got to say, like Ric Flair. Woof. <laughs> that uh, that debate last night. Oh, my. Oh. I mean, I was so happy to see that and peep the sarcasm. Um Man, that that was a train wreck. I, it was like watching two old men in the senior home fighting over the last pudding. It was very interesting to watch, and definitely something that's going to be talked about for many months going on. Uh, but first, did you watch that election yet? Did you get a chance to? No, nah. no. Nah, I think I'm part of the ten, maybe fifteen percent of the the U.S. nation that didn't watch it. Yes. You you believe this guy? I mean, just. Living in, you know, no, nah, I'm not going to bust your chops. I, this like, to be honest, this is my first time watching an election. And, um, yeah, it was balls to the walls. I mean, this, this. This is expected, though. I, yeah. <laughs> then you got Joe Biden, who's the, like, the senile old man. <laughs> they both characters, man. So, you know, really, the, the consensus that I seen on social media was basically that it was uh, like a, like a reality show. To be honest with you, it was like, a, you know what I'm saying? Like an SNL skit. Right. Yeah, it definitely was. Look, let me, so basically, so the Chris Wallace, who's been working with Fox News for many years, he was the um, the moderator for the debate. And, um, you know, Trump was interrupting a lot, which I'll, I'll admit he was interrupted a lot. And uh, it kind of put a sour tape in people's mouths. Uh, Biden, too, as well. Biden, at a few points during the debate, told him to shut up and call him a clown and the worst president in the United States. Um, before I want to, because I don't want to make this too long. I don't want to bore the people. Uh, but I do want to say Chris Wallace was, um, he could have done a better job. Now, I'll give him credit. Trump was being you know, loud and obnoxious and stuff like that. But I felt like as a moderator, you have to go in um, being um, uninfluenced. Like you can't have, you know, everybody has an opinion on everybody. It's just part of the business. But I felt like a lot of times he took Joe Biden's side. He would laugh along with him. He'd, uh, Oh, the moderator? Yeah, the moderator. Yeah, he'll, uh, you know, Trump would interrupt Biden and he'd tell him to stop. But Biden would interrupt. He wouldn't say anything. It, it felt like, I felt like there wasn't a lot of, um, I just feel like as a moderator, you can't take a side. Even if start, things start going left and right, you have to stay the course. Even yeah, if, and the moderator got into it. I seen a clip. They got into it. Yeah. Yo, so that's the thing. And this is why a lot of people were upset with Chris Wallace. He took a part on the debate a lot of times. Like he would, um, a lot of the questions and, and things that he had to say felt like he was trying to debate as well. And I felt like as a moderator, I understand you have an opinion you want to share once or twice. That's fine. But like, I felt like for every round, so there was six rounds in total. Um, I just felt like he had a lot more to say than Biden did. And that's a bad thing. I feel yeah. like as a moderator, you just there to ask the questions, keep the conversation moving along. But he was giving his own opinions, laughing and having a good old time. I'm it's like, a circus is this fucking circus? I can't take this shit seriously. This was it was it was terrible, man. I, I feel like you know for people who didn't watch it, <laughs> Dimitri, um, you know it's available on YouTube. That's how I watched it. Oh, the uh, whole thing is on YouTube now. Yeah, I watched it last night on YouTube because uh, okay, who's paying for cable nowadays? I'm not paying 150 bucks for cable. You know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's get into the juicy stuff. I know people want to hear the juicy stuff that was going on. So um, there was a lot of talking points from COVID uh, to racism to uh, police brutality. Um, before, uh, before I ask you the first question, um, what is your opinions on Trump and Biden? Do you have an opinion on them? My opinion is that people should support and vote for whoever they feel is best for them. You know, I'm not, I'm not part of the angry, you know, Trump lynch mob, so to speak. And I'm not, you know, jumping on the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, you know, bandwagon, because for me, it's all about if I'm going to vote, I want to make an educated vote. So 
you know, that's really just, you know, my opinion on, on those two. So really just to say, I, I don't say I'm on the fence because either way, you know, the whole proud boys thing really threw me off. Yep. Honestly, I'm going to touch that, on it. Yep. That did throw me off. It really was that, but I mean, Trump doesn't know what's best for the people either. So, I mean, you know, what do you expect? I wasn't really surprised at that, but now you're really giving people license to say that you're a racist or that you support, you know, a terrorist organization. What's the difference between the Proud Boys and the KKK? <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. they said, well, will you denounce, you know, uh, uh, white supremacists? And you said, oh, Proud Boys, stand down and stand back, like, or stand down and stand by, like, stand by until what? On who? You see what I'm saying? Like, this whole thing is really just a joke. And I, I, I honestly, I hate the fact that it's really one or the other. Like, we don't get an array of options. You know, it's one or the other. And if it's for Black people, Cory Booker was, a, 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 you know, an option. And Black people didn't get behind him. So, you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I, I heard of, I, I watched that part. And truth be told, I mean, did people really expect much from two white old men? And I'm not trying to be racist, but let's be real here. These are two old, uh, these, Chris Wallace was the youngest and he was 72. So, <laughs> I mean, are we really that surprised? I get the, the civil unrest and the, all the, the police hate going on, but are we really surprised by it? Like, you know, let, let's not be, you know, surprised by that. I mean, it's just... I'm not surprised. I know Donald Trump called out Joe Biden for attending a funeral for the KKK leader like years ago. Um, that's another thing. I mean, it's, I, I, are we really surprised? That's, that, that's really what I'm going to talk. I'm, I'm going to end on that one. It's we, for that discussion to happen, you need some, you need to have that discussion when you have someone of color involved, like, I understand they're, they're they're trying to become president, but you can't have a race relationship uh, race relationship talk with two old white men and not you know that's more of a know? huh yeah like what the hell do they know exactly so I I, I kind of overlooked that I mean I did take note of it but I was just like I mean can you really expect much Joe Biden didn't answer it either so you know let's chalk that one up for a loss for both of them um, yeah honestly. It was a joke. I mean, this this whole, I mean, <clears throat> you know, when we talked about Breonna Taylor, I already pretty much, you know, spoke on what I how I think that things should be, because again, to me, it's it's stupid that these two guys, like the lights and the stage and the platform, is on just two people, right. for how many hundreds of millions of people that you know the population of America. De that's like a serious imbalance there, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I don't know, I, you know, who am I? <laughs> you know, just one guy, so I can't really, you know, say too much on that because, you know, what is it going to amount to? Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, let, let's get into the, the meat and the potatoes of this. So the first and the most popular and controversial thing that's been going on is the New York Times article about Trump paying seven, $750 and taxes between 2016 and 2017. Now, I'm going to ask you how you feel about that, but I'm going to give my two cents on it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Trump did give away his salary as president. Um, so that probably couldn't affect that. Now, he said he did. He has paid millions of taxes. Obviously, as been proven, he paid more taxes in other countries, and people are raged by that. But let's be honest, here, and, and Trump says something, that stood out to me. He said, I don't like paying taxes. I don't think anybody does. But this is the system that Joe Biden and his party has created. So we have a system now where companies like Amazon, Microsoft, billionaires, millionaires uh, like Trump and countless other people are getting away with paying little taxes. And people might say, is that, that's, is that fair? Probably not. But this is the system that we live in, for instance. Um, a lot of people can deduct business tax, uh, uh, business stuff from their taxes. So for someone like me, for instance, as an actor, if I pay for a subscription to act in uh, a website, I can deduct that from taxes. If I, you know, pay for flights and stuff like that to auditions or something, 
I could deduct that from taxes if I own, if I buy my microphone or a laptop or something like that for my business. That's a uh, business deduction. So I just felt like Trump is just, you know, he's taking he's taking full advantage of the system. He ain't the only one, and I think it's only because yeah. he is president is becoming a uh, a much heated debate. But he's not the only one scamming the system. Let's be honest here. Like, how many people are you know not paying as much taxes as people like us, the middle class, the lower class? It's I mean it's it's just part of the game. You learn how to find a loophole around the system, and um, and uh, hey. Good on him. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna get mad about it. Um, and then the thing with the the um, him paying taxes in other countries. Here's the deal. Of course, he's gonna pay more in taxes in other countries because they don't have the same tax bracket that we have. He can't go to Europe and write all these business deductions that he can do in the United States. So he would have to pay more over there, obviously. And I'm not trying to say 750 is fair, but it's the system that we have. So if you don't like it, we have to change the tax system. So, I mean, what do you think about that? People, he's part of, you know, the rich 1%. Donald Trump is a billionaire. So what do you expect? You know, there's certain, you know, his financial literacy and the people that work for him that keep him a billionaire is probably, you know, off the charts. So it doesn't surprise me that somebody like him, he's freaking president. So of course he's going to be able to finesse the system. You know, so why, I mean, people are obviously up in arms because there's people who make, you know, way less than he does and they're paying twice the amount of money, $750, you know, twice the amount of money, if not, you know, 10 times the amount in uh, in taxes every year. So, I mean, hey, this, this Donald Trump, you know, he's been, he's been a billionaire since freaking 80s, 90s. I mean, his father was rich, you know, if I'm not mistaken. Remember that small loan of a million dollars? <laughs> right exactly so so and he's not the only one finessing the system like you know these a lot of people who are complaining are people who don't do that you know who who wouldn't know to you know write certain things off you know for taxes or who just don't just don't live that lifestyle you know that he does you know me i feel like i i can't say this enough where this in this world is either you have money or you don't and and once you get to you know, the status of a Donald Trump, then it's not even really about skin color. You could be a black billionaire and you're not even, you know what I'm saying? It's rich people and poor people. Yeah. Basically. And, you know, it's to be expected when, you, when you're rich. You, you can do things like that when you're rich. People, and what's funny, people brought up Wesley Snipes and I'm like, you, basically they were like, oh, so Wesley Snipes went to jail for the same thing that, that Donald Trump did. But I'm like, well, one, that wasn't Wesley Snipes. That was his accountant that, that did that. Ultimately, you know, he took the fall for it, but, you know, I mean, you know, so. Yeah, comparing the Donald Trump situation to Wesley Snipes and a bunch of other people that went to jail for tax evasion, it's completely different. There's one person taking advantage of the system and then one who's just avoiding the system. So you refusing to pay $2 million in taxes, of course you get like five, 10 years in jail. It's not the same as, you know, if you own a business, you writing off all of your expenses and your taxes went low. Hey, I, I mean, it's that, does it suck? Yes, I don't like when taxes are taken out of my paycheck. But I also know, too, now, because I only started doing the, the business thing uh, this year. Hey, if you have a career that you're pursuing and you're spending money on photographers and stuff like that, you could write that off. I'm giving you just a, a tip. So if you, you know, if you have a lot of business expenses for your career or for your business or whatever, you write it off, you'll get a huge tax break too. It may not be as huge as Donald Trump, but you know, I, I just think that thing it's it's very complicated. I think, you know, just because um what's her name? Alexandra Cortez paid a million in taxes. I mean, if she wrote off a lot of hub business expenses, she probably would have paid way less. less than that. So yeah. it's just about he's a businessman. He knows how to manipulate the system. So, you know, he's not the only one. And so, I mean, that's going to continue until they change the the tax system. But another thing that they were discussing uh, was the realities of COVID and the situation. So Biden has said that um, Trump knew about COVID since February. And a lot of people feel that uh, Trump should have done more. Now, I'm going to speak on uh, from a person in this country, I can say this. 
when we first heard the coronavirus, right? When you first heard about it, did you take it seriously? Because I know I didn't. We was at work making Corona beer jokes and, you know. Well, you know what? I think someone I knew, actually, my boxing coach, he got coronavirus pretty bad. So when I found out he had it, that was kind of when everything was really in full swing. I think I took it seriously enough because I stayed home. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I did leave my room for like two weeks. So I think I took it serious enough where I wasn't really – I mean, everything was closed. So we had no choice but to have a certain, you know, seriousness to it because, you know, I don't know about L.A., but out here, I think – wait, so when did we first start hearing about that? That was – That was February. I first heard the reports like right after Valentine's Day. I remember – um, I was at work and people was like, yeah, this whole Corona thing is starting to blow up. Yeah, I think and, it was mid-March where everything shut down. Yeah, March, everything shut down. Uh, yeah, like March like 12th or something like that. So. Yeah, like March 12th, yeah. Yeah, because cause I remember I had, you know, did a play at the end of February and then like I, you know, was in the gym. Then all of a sudden, you know, everything was closed. But uh, yeah, you know, I think I took it seriously enough. And then once I found out that, you know, my boxing coach, you know, had like, you know, dry pneumonia and then like just the worst kind of symptoms ever, you know, but like this, I, I didn't brush it off just because I wasn't affected, you know, or I was asymptomatic, you know, you know, whatever the case. So I, I'm not going to say just because my experience is different than theirs makes someone else's experience, you know, any, you know, any less legitimate. So. Yeah. It's the Corona thing. I, I, is it, uh, possible that he could have, you know, closed the economy sooner. Yes, there's a case for that. But here's the thing: even when he did close in March, how many different uh, states complained about it? It was just, oh, I remember when it first came out, a lot of you know uh, mayors and stuff like, oh, you can't force us to shut down. That's not right. You violating people's rights. And then what happened? He he released the reins and he let states make their own decisions. And a lot of states, <laughs> Florida, uh, just didn't follow the rules. So I think this, you can't blame it all on Trump, uh, what I'm saying. Because when he did take action, they passed the bill in like March 15th. So people started getting the $1,200. I think I got mine like April 1st or something. Um, they, start, they passed the package at a reasonable time. It was like right off the bat when everything closed. So Trump, Trump did that. Yeah, it was all, yeah, they acted fast. Congress, the House, Trump, they all got together and passed the bill and they took care of the people. I'm not talking about now. Now is a whole different situation. Yeah, once, um, once. Which I'm going to talk to in a second. Um, but so the thing, the difference was Trump didn't want to close the economy. All, like he didn't want the country to still be closed right now. Like he wants to reopen the economy and Biden um, what I don't know if he said this, but I know Trump said this, that Biden and the Democrats, especially a lot of Democratic states, want to keep the economy closed. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, keeping an economy open or, or closed, wh which one do you lean towards? Well, like what Trump should have done? No, yeah, so, so Trump felt like we closed the economy, now it's time to open it back up. Not like full swing, obviously, but we can't keep all the states shut down. Whereas, you know, Democrats want to keep it closed. So meaning everybody's still stuck at home um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think if you're going to have people stuck at home, then you got to make sure people are financially set. I mean, again, you got, you got all these, these decisions are being made by multi-billionaires who got nine, 10, 10 figures in the bank. People who don't, you know, will look at, $1,200 like chump change, you right. know, so if you're going to, if you're going to say people are going to be at home, then you guys need to, you know, fast track, you know, the rate through which, you know, people are receiving, you know, financial aid, you know, because you got people, you know, losing their jobs, not being able to afford to pay their bills, don't know when the next dollar is coming. And then already getting unemployment is a process. And I feel like they shouldn't even be stingy with, you know, $1,200. Right. You know, I feel like they should have, you know, made it, you know, bigger. So that way, like, cause look at it right now, it was only $200 back in, you know, April. We're pretty much in tomorrow's October. Um, that was it. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then they're like negotiating that now. So I mean, it's like like this. You can keep people at home, help people out, give them money. If they're gonna, you know, open things up, then fine. You know, people are gonna still work. Just people take the, you know, precautions that, you know, they're taking right now. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, the 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 problem I'm having is not even a Trump or Biden thing. It's more of their parties. The bill expired July 31st. Now, for someone like me or you, you know, for me, I'm unemployed and stuff like that because, you know, the entertainment industry is still shut down. So work ain't coming in as fast as it, it did. Um, I may not be affected that much because I live by myself. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife and stuff like that. So it's different for me. But then, you know, even though there's me, there's millions of families. You know, I've been reading stories of people uh, losing their homes, getting their car repossessed. Kids came, uh, they came afford to put food on the table, came on afford to buy their kids school materials or a laptop to do Zoom classes. That's a problem. And the problem I have is from July 31st to tomorrow being October 1st. What are these people doing? They, they, they talk for two weeks, can't come up with an agreement. The Democrats want, they started with three, mil, uh, three trillion. Democrats had the nerve to say, uh, not Democrats, Republicans had the nerve to say 500 billion. Like, and then they can't come up with a, 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 you know, a solution. So what they do, they go on vacation, collect their money, uh, play golf with their buddies, go to the tennis club and drink beer, and have a good old time while people are struggling to pay bills. Yep. Like, there's no reason why people have been struggling for three months, losing their homes, living on the street. You know, I just ran into a family, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that were begging for change. It was a, a, a husband and a wife and their two kids just walking around begging for change. I'm like, that's not, that's not fair. That is absolutely not fair. And I think that's something they need to address. I think for them two in the next debate, they have to have that conversation. Whoever the moderator is, they have to ask them, what's going on? Why is there no money being passed? Because yeah. this is ridiculous. That's a fact. I mean, like I said, these these are people that don't need the money, clearly. So that's why they can't come to an agreement. What's to, what's to disagree on? What's the holdup? The people need help. So just what ways are you going to do it? Fast track it. That's it. I mean, that was one of the very few things that I respected about Trump was that he did an executive order that was relevant to people's daily lives. You know, the citizens. Right. You know, but that that's obviously something that's not in abundance because again, he's a freaking billionaire. They look at twelve hundred dollars like twelve cents. You know what I mean? A half yeah. a cent. So they're you know what I mean, of course of course they don't care. And you know, when you when these people don't hear directly from the citizens, they they don't know what it's like. They can't relate. So I'm like that's what I said last time. We'd have meetings where people have access to a few hundred people can come in and talk, pass the mic around, let people speak. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, this should yeah. be something that people have access to where their voices can be heard. Their voices aren't heard. I'm like, the only people that, that are talking are the people that got all the money. You know, right. What are they talking about? It's corny. Yeah, man. It's it's sad. It's uh, like Biden, you know, is saying that the people uh, should let their voice be heard. And I, I completely understand what he's saying. But I think when it comes to these racist issues, the stimulus bill and stuff like this, like why do people's voices aren't being heard? You know what I'm saying? I think at some point the bickering, calling people stupid and calling each other clowns and stuff like that. Like we have to have an honest talk about this stuff because I feel like as someone who's closely watching it for the first time, I didn't find anything that's a substance from either of them. And when it comes to coronavirus, I just see finger blaming. You know, I see, uh, Biden's only talking about how uh, Trump didn't do something right and on time and Trump defended himself. It, it, it was not productive. There wasn't any subst uh, substance that come from it. They didn't talk about uh, the reopening plan. Uh, a lot of people were attacking Trump for saying that uh, he believed uh, the scientists are wrong about a potential vaccine being even distributed by May of next year. Um, I mean, this whole thing is a mess. It's a whole, the whole thing is a mess. And, you know, I think there's uh, a lot of work that needs to be done. And there's one thing, too. Uh, Biden said that uh, 
he felt like Trump was going to be the worst president of the United States or is the worst president of the United States because um, jobs at an all-time low. Do you think that's a fair thing? Because I don't think that's fair. If this wasn't for the pandemic, Trump, in my opinion, was much better as a businessman and financial person than Obama was. I mean, what do you think? I mean, but so, I feel like this. I, I, I think that the way this whole system is set up is if one, if one thing or things aren't going a certain way, they put it all on one person because you're just electing one person to like, you know what I'm saying? It, right. because he, when you, when you're elected president, essentially you're the face of the country. So whether the country is doing well or is not doing well, that's basically on that one person. Do I think that it's his fault for everything? Not necessarily. I don't know what it's like to be president. You know, it's easy for me to say, you know, I'm, I've never even been to the White House, so I can't really, I'm not the one, you know, I'm not one to be able to describe or say what a president should or shouldn't do. Right. But I think that, you know, um, I, I, I'm just going to really keep repeating it. You know, me, the, I'd be happy when the, if the day were to come, which would be when pigs fly is when the establishment of the white house and the entity of the president is a collective of people. And it's not just one, it's not a singularity. It's a, a multitude of people, a multitude of opinions that function from the opinions of the people. When this, when this country actually becomes a democracy is when I'll, you know, have, you know, more much of an opinion uh, aside from that, really, because other than that, things are screwed up. They're going to keep being screwed up because the idea of a president isn't going anywhere. A singular president isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's that's been another talk I've been hearing people um, talk about is the fact that they feel like having one president isn't necessarily um, beneficial for the country. I'm not sure, man. I think we've been so used to it that maybe at some point in history that could be an option where we have two or three acting presidents. Um, but then that becomes a whole nother issue in itself. I didn't even watch this shit. And then it's just like, I, you know, it sounds crazy. Yeah, it, yo, this debate, it's, it was very hard to figure out stuff. Because even for me, when I research all of this stuff, I only remember things that really stood out to me that they both were able to speak on a little bit. But a lot of this stuff was lost because you have people interrupting each other, uh, throwing insults, and not much substance. I think the only thing that was really talked about, at least you know, briefly, was the, uh, the Proud Boys thing, um, the Nazi racism, and then the fact that you know when they... Actually, when Chris Wallace, you know, mentioned it, they both went to, you know, law enforcement. They both went to um, stuff like that. So actually on that subject, I want to ask you if you could, you know, tell Trump or Biden something that you want them to touch on. Uh, what would that be? Like, is there a specific issue or something that you want them to address in the next debate? Two of them. All the people come. You two sit and listen. So you have people come in there and say, hey, this is what I want. This is how my life is going. And let, let this person speak for everybody else. So let's say you have like, like a local person who, who is elected amongst the people to go ahead and speak. You know what I'm saying? For the people, by the people. So then you have these people, these representatives from communities from different states, that are not the governors, not the mayors. I'm talking about a real person. Go in there and speak to them. Right, and then let that be, like I said, amount to a lot, like a just, just a, just a, a number that is representative of the amount of states and the amount of people, and let them ask the question. We don't need a moderator for that, or you have a moderator, but he's not going to do too much talking. And then let the people talk about this. Why is it just everybody is just watching two two guys who can't even relate to you talking? Right, and this is this is a system that you guys believe in. This is what. Mm -hmm. this is my country again if i was in charge i wouldn't want all the power in my hands i would say elected like let me have collective let me work with people i want to like i will be out here the president should be in communities every day the president really should be on tour most of the time most of the year 
speaking to people. The only time you, you go into communities is when you want their vote or when you're trying to do something to make yourself look good. No, I'd be, I'd be going to, if, if I wasn't, I'd be going to the slums. Like, right. how can I help you? What do you, what do you, what do you need? It would be me and my team out there. What can we do to help y'all? And then solve it. This country's a joke. This system is a joke. And then we're talking about, oh yeah, let's go and vote. I mean, you got people out here out in the cold. They can't eat. They don't know when their 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 next meal is coming. How are they gonna pay their bills? This is a system where you either have money or you don't, and then yet people don't have access to this money. You got people who come out of jail, they can't even get a job. Yeah. And so you you and people will really have you believe that vote if you want to. Not this is not to say if you don't want to if you want to vote, go ahead and vote. But you have to understand that this system is not working. Your life, that's you. We're talking about macrocosm. Like you said, families out here begging for money in a first world country. We got people making making M's off of YouTube. M's. Six figures, seven figures off of YouTube playing video games. You mean tell me, but they can't eat? They can't pay their bills? Some people can't get jobs or they losing their job and then they got kids, they got they got things to pay for, getting the cars repossessed. But the people that are making those decisions that are people who, you know, freaking check their account, 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, 300 million, whatever, billions of dollars. Trump's a fucking billionaire with Trump Towers. Yep. Why don't he, why doesn't he take his money and open up buildings where homeless people can stay in and it's regulated? Start programs where, all right, okay, they can stay here and this is like a placement program. So this is where you build people back up where they can just be able to put themselves, be put in a position where they can be able to do for themselves, provide for themselves, provide for their family, stuff like that. Right. Mark Cuban is out on the street looking for Delonte West. Imagine if every, every person that you watch on TV was doing the same thing for random people. Cause Delonte West is a former NBA player. I'm talking about random people. It's not working. It's a joke. This is a big joke. It's the, the American dream. Like I said, get rich or good luck. Yeah. I, I've been I've been saying that for for two years now. In this life, in this country, right now, get rich or good luck because you either have money or you don't. And the people that do got the bread do not care. The people that are actually out here on the streets, you know, doing the work, very few and far between. And then they're not the ones that get like the flowers and the social recognition. Right. Why? But we're watching debates about people that can't relate to me, that can't relate to you. Joke. Yeah. I dropped the mic on that. <laughs> Man, you are 100% right. And that's the reason why this is the most important time because this is not even just about electing a new president. This is electing your, your city uh, councilman, your congress, your, you know, your mayor and stuff like that because these are the people that are going to speak on your behalf. You have a lot of these mayors and stuff that say, yeah, we're here for the people. We're going to speak for you. And they never do. You never do. I don't hear any mayor uh, besides, you know, the places where George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor passed away, unfortunately. But those are the only places that are speaking out because all the media is there. Why does it take for the media to come to your spot for you to speak up for the people? Is and, this is, and, and this is another reason why I said the protests have to do better because putting up signs is this going to change anything. You think these people who get $500,000 a year are going to care that you should just stand aside their house? No, they don't give a damn. It's up for the people to make their voice be heard. And that's, you know, get in touch with, uh, get in touch with your con uh, congressman and schedule uh, Zoom meetings or, you know, start putting care. out information or something because they don't care. They don't care. They don't. You know, they even care. celebrities look like, like we said in the, uh, the podcast about Brianna Taylor. Celebrities don't care either. These are the people that I'll say, and this is another reason why this uh, this presidential election is a joke. Because I see everybody saying, don't vote for Trump, vote for Biden. Biden's doing the same thing. But why? You didn't, you're didn't. you not giving me a reason. I, I should vote for Biden. Why? Because you don't like Trump? That's not a valid reason. That's not an educated vote. No. And, and, that's, and, and that's the unfortunate situation that's going to happen is that a lot of people, and I've been watching... Uh, since last night, I've been studying, watching videos, and listening to topics, especially on the first debate. 
And a lot of people can't give you a reason why they don't want to vote for Trump. They just want to vote for Biden because it's a lesser of two evils or because, you know, Trump says this and this and this. But that we're not when it comes to the president, you can't just vote somebody because you like him. It's the whole thing with Obama. People voted for him. Why? Because he was black. They didn't care about what policies he had. They were like, oh, black man. Let's put him in. And look at what happened. After he left after eight years, people, we back to the same jobs are still at an all-time low. I mean, like, really, people, let, let's stop voting with emotion. Let's sit down, listen to the facts, fact-check people. Go and expose yourself to just information. Like, these are the people that, like I said, I had a conversation, you know, with somebody the other day. I was telling you, and then, oh, you're not going to vote? Well, because I wouldn't know what I'm voting for. So why am I, why would I just go out there and waste time and make an uneducated vote? Would you make an un... Would somebody go out of their way to make an uneducated guess? That's why they say that. You make an educated guess. So why would I why would I willingly make an uneducated vote? Right. Because that's what everybody else is doing. As I said, you know, one of my podcasts I talked about we don't live in a society where it where free thought is encouraged. You know, do what what's best for you. Who am I to say what's right or wrong for you? I'm not you. We don't live the same life. We don't have the same mind. But that's not, you know what I mean? That's not what's encouraged. You see what I'm saying? And that's right. a problem. But I think people, anybody listening to this should really be able to admit that it is not working. And let's say if you did, that's just because your life is okay. You might have the house, the wife, the dog, the picket fence, everything's good for you. But what about everybody else? Everybody is only, you know, worried about themselves. That's why I said, I'm like, most people, you know, they get a job, they, 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 they get kids, they have a wife, they get married, they do everything, and then that's it. End of the yeah. line. Yeah. End of the line. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, I said in, you know, the podcast, we were talking about success and everything like that. I'm like, everything that I want to do is for other people. It's not just for me. Yeah. I'm helping people. I'm like, if I could just, if, if I was, if I was somebody, a person of interest, I would literally use whatever my platform is to go out and meet people. I'd be doing what I think the president should do. Right. Go every day. People should right. get used to seeing you. You know what I'm saying? People feel, should feel like you care. I don't see. I, I don't. I don't see that in both parties, and I hate that the option is just one person. Yeah. Like, why is it that the election always comes down to just two people? It's by design. I mean, you can vote for. You know, you go to the ballot, you see the Green Party, the Independent, you know, this, this, and that, but they don't get any coverage, so. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why is it that, you know, all the debate, if there is a debate, and we're talking about the shitty system, shouldn't be those two. Should be everybody that will be on that ballot should be represented, should be able to represent themselves at that debate. Right. So, this is by design. It always comes down to two people. Right. The illusion that, oh, we're really getting to choose between them, but we don't because the popular vote is just saying who we should, who we think that they should vote for, not who's actually, because like I said, if that was the case, then Hillary Clinton would be president right now because she won the popular vote, if I'm not mistaken. She did, yeah, she did. And if that was the case, the people voted for Hillary Clinton, but yet he became president anyway, fuck the conspiracy theories. She should have been president if it was in the people's hands, but it wasn't. So what are we really voting for when the Electoral College really determines that? And and my yeah. vote matters, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's why, and that's the that's the thing. And I have to agree with Trump on this. The media and uh, the election, I feel like is rigged. And I have to agree with him. Why? Because not even just because he won, but I feel like a lot of times they manipulate it to get the person they want in power. You know, this is a whole thing with the absentee ballot going on where states are sending out pre-filled absentee ballots to people. And then, uh, you know, they send them off and, you know, for them to count as a, a vote or um, on one guy, I was watching a video talking about how he was in the military and they would send them their, you know, their voting uh, cards or whatever. But because they sent them, too late their vote didn't count for the initial count so there's a lot of manipulation going on like i feel like no matter who you vote for whoever they want the the, the powers to be whoever they want to be president of the united states uh, i mean president. it's it's basically like i feel like trump 
was written to be president in 2016. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't know if uh, Trump's going to win or Biden is going to win. If I had to choose, and I'll be honest, if I had to choose, I'd choose Trump because we already seen what he's done for the economy. And I'm talking about pre-COVID. I already know what to expect with the guy. Biden, I don't know what to expect with him. He's been vice president for 47 years and nothing has been done. So right. how can I vote for him when I've already seen that when Trump was in power, you know, unemployment was at all time low, jobs were being created, um, you know, relationships with different countries was uh, restored and on better terms. And this all before COVID. COVID is a whole different beast. Um, if I had to choose tomorrow, I'd choose Trump just because of that reason. It's not even because of the first debate, because that did no favors for anybody. But my thing is this, to anybody who's going to vote, any undecided voters, because I watched a video where I, I believe it was Fox News. They had 15 different undecided voters come on and do like a Zoom thing to talk about the debate. And in my opinion, I feel like if you're undecided, okay, you might have an opinion of both of the candidates, but you don't know who to vote for. Now, a lot of them seem to have this hate for Trump, like call him a crackhead and druggie and stuff. So are you really undecided? I think you already right. have your mind made up that you're going to vote for Biden. And, and that's the problem. A lot of people aren't caring about the facts. Even if the facts are in your face, the media is the biggest culprit too. Why? The headline and that first sentence is the, the most clickbait thing you ever see. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Every article I've read about the, the, the debate so far was Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, Trump that. It was all clickbait. There was not, nothing of substance. How can you educate the people? Well, uh, let me rephrase it. How can the people be educated if you not give them educated information? So I, I would encourage everybody, whoever's really voting get informed get informed don't be because that's another reason why i don't want to vote for biden but the only thing i've been hearing throughout this whole campaign was don't vote for trump because he's a racist he ain't women which could be true i'm not saying it's not but that's not an argument for me to vote for you to become president right i'm not gonna vote for you just because you don't like trump and everybody else says they hate they hate trump that's not a valid excuse that's not a valid uh, campaign slogan and that's the problem I've been having is a lot of people are slandering Trump and saying they hate him and don't want to vote for him but when I ask them why they can't give me a reason why they can't say oh because you know Giles were at an all time low and and or he did this and that it's all because oh no what he said on Twitter that's okay I mean yeah he said some stupid things on Twitter but the numbers speak for itself, and you're not going to tell me one statistic to why you don't want to vote for him, but you'll vote for Biden because your favorite actor or rapper said go vote for him. It's just it's it's all the yeah, it's all man. a sham, man. It's all a sham, yeah, man. <laughs> you hit it right. You hit it right on the mark, man. Because you know, I think I think didn't didn't The Rock come out and support Biden? Trump? No, he supported Biden. Oh, I, somebody somebody just said the other day that he uh, that he supported he supported Trump. No, he went on. He went on uh, Instagram and said, "Vote for Biden." Oh, Another right. one. I mean, let's be real here. Do you think a lot of these celebrities are giving their honest opinion, or they're just saying it because they know it's popular? For instance, they're getting paid this day. Exactly. For instance, I live in California. California is a very liberal state, so I already know if I say I'm a Trump supporter, I already know I'm. I'm. You know, I'm going to get looked down upon. Thank God I'm a black man, so you can't call me racist for being a Trump supporter, but. It's a very liberal state. So all these celebrities that live in LA, they all what one thing they all have in common is they vote they want you to vote for Biden. But do you really want people to vote for Biden or are you being influenced and paid to say that? And that's the issue. It's a lot of it's a this is why I agree with Trump. It's not a fair, it's not a fair presidency thing. Everybody's against him. Not everybody, but the media is against him. A lot of celebrities are against him. I've only seen besides Ben Shapiro and like a few others actually support the man. That every media outlet I've seen slanders Trump. Like last night, a lot of articles saying that Trump was interrupting him, uh, interrupting Biden, but they never said anything about Biden interrupting him, calling him a clown on national TV. Because let's be real, if uh, Europeans called Trump a clown, you think, he, you think he'd be sitting there tomorrow? That man would be deported. So I don't know, man. It's just a lot of funny business going on. I, I, this is not, not a true and fair election.
And I'd have to agree with him. You know, I, already, I think. I mean, I've already come across a piece of information that that Trump is the only is the only president that wasn't related to like the rest of them, and that yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that that you know all the presidents are really related to to each other in some way, shape, or form, and that you know Trump, you know, getting elected in the first place was like a glitch in the system, but you know that's like a you know whole another note in itself. That could be I. He could have won because the the emails with Hillary, or he could have won because the the powers to be wanted him to be. Nobody knows the full story. Nobody knows. But, I, yeah. like we're regular people, you know. But regular really knows anything. Now I'm gonna give an unpopular opinion about Trump. His his Twitter antics and all the stuff that he says, calling the the COVID uh, the China plague and whatever. I don't mind it. Because I feel like this time is time where we find somebody who doesn't follow the same cookie cutter system. Because every every year we hear the same nonsense. I'm here for the people, and nothing is done. And this is the biggest thing I had with Obama. He was a black man that a lot of people voted because he was black. Nobody knew what he wanted to do. Yes, he made some some laws and stuff for uh, the LGBT community, but what did he do for the black community? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So. It's I, I'm Trump. You know I'm not saying every, you know I'm I, I'm not saying that he was an Andrew sent from God, but it's time that we break the system. Now I'm tired of hearing the same America we we're united and the the people's voice be heard. Obama said the oh, same thing God. and then did nothing for eight years. So we're I, the divided I, states of America. Oh, we absolutely are. Absolutely are. I feel like this might be the time that honestly, no, I don't even think if Obama was president right now, it would have been any different because you know, I don't, like yeah, you said, I, yeah, who knows? Like you said, it's when people have money, they don't understand, and yeah. and that's the issue. Um, but it's hard because you can't just hire somebody of low, like you have to be qualified, and a lot of people don't either pursue uh to be president or don't have the qualification qualifications to be president so every year look at john mccain this man was on the deathbed still trying to be president i'm like bro you having a hard time walking what do you mean you trying to run the united states of america but that's just the system we live in well biden who who says he's not a democrat i don't believe it Um, how is he how the hell is he not a democrat he said that yeah he said i'm not far i want to say far left uh republicans is right right Republicans right, and then liberals, uh, Democrats would be for. Yeah, he said I'm not, I'm not uh, a liberal or Democrat. One of those. He said I'm not a part of it. But we know damn well he is. Now, who are you fooling, my man? Like, like the media outlets have the audacity to say, oh, you know, he he schooled Trump because he denounced that. But Let's be real here. We have every celebrity and everybody who is a Democrat saying vote for Biden. Is he really not a Democrat? Let's be honest here. Like, he is a Democrat. He just don't want that title right now. But I'm sure if he became president, he'll be right up there with him. So, yeah, I don't know, man. This election is really at the end, picking a lesser of two evils. I just wish... What was that narrative? Yeah, it, it honestly at this point it really is. Is it, people, people right now just feel like this world is a it's a hellhole right now. It's it's a hot mess. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. A lot of questions that need to be answered that none of them answered. And I just need a reason to vote for somebody. I I don't want to hear don't vote for him because I don't like him or he's a bad person. Like that's not. I I need some real substance. And I and for anybody who's going to vote. And stuff like that really fact check everything really take the time to read because i only know i don't pay attention to politics but i read different sources i don't read from new york times all the time because i know they always push an agenda i don't read i don't listen to fox news because they always push an agenda you have did to you, cycle through your sources did you hear about the the 1994 crime bill that uh joe biden helped help make back then no, oh, was that when Hillary called them uh, black people a super predator? No, so basically, oh. you know, Joe Biden helped write a crime bill that basically aimed to incarcerate more black and you know black and brown people, you know, Hispanic people, 
and it basically he he increased more more prisons on the federal like federal prisons and then he helped fund more police officers and stuff like that so this was pretty much to crack down on crime but in, in actuality it you know really cracked down on black people and you know hispanic you know latino people and yeah people don't know that <laughs> people don't know that but ain't, know, ain't that funny ain't that funny people love calling trump and stuff a racist but Nobody ever reports on this bill. I didn't even know about it. You see, so what? What so, you think you gonna do? People are talking about police brutality and stuff like that. And mind you, you can people can look this up. But what you think you gonna do when you're in office when it comes to police brutality and everything? See, this is gonna stay the same. It's gonna get worse because we had a black guy president, and you know, people black people are still getting shot just because he's got a. And Kamala Harris isn't even 100 black. And. So, so I, this is why I said it in my state of the country podcast. I'm like, what are the implications that things are going to be any different if, you know, they're in office? They didn't say anything yet. Yeah. None, none, none that I heard. Now, let me, let me ask you a quick question. I know we talked about this before. Do you think defunding the police is a good thing? Not a like, matter What would you of, recommend? Do you it's recommend? Not a matter, it's not a matter of defunding them because I don't know you know, how much money they actually allot, you know, to law enforcement, but clearly that's not working either. As you can, as, as, as we can see, you know, we had this conversation already when, you know, I already talked about what I think about police. That's not working either. You know, the, whatever, however things are being operated and the situations that have occurred, you know, that have been reported nationally and things that we haven't heard about, it's obsolete. Yeah. It's not working. It doesn't, it doesn't work in, in this day and age because we live in too diverse a society that we're constantly getting attacked. You know, we're constantly in harm's way because when you go drive around, you know, maybe out in LA, but especially out here, you know, every couple of blocks, you know, every time, you, every, you know, third left that you make, you see a police car. I don't ever feel comfortable. Bro, no, in LA, I swear to this police everywhere. I mean, I can walk five blocks and see like four different police cars in like 10 minutes. Right. It's and, a lot of. And if that's, I'm not going to say that taking the money because you still need, you know, law enforcement in some way, shape or form, but it's a matter of overall the system. It's just not working. Here's the, here's the thing with the defund the police thing. It's a great idea, but it's a, I don't know how effective it is because, okay, let's say they do decide to change the budget and hire more therapists and stuff to go to domestic uh, violence disputes. Let's be honest here. How many domestic violence disputes do you think happen without violence being involved? How many times have we seen time and time again people getting pushed down the stairs, people getting shot, a uh, wife or husband stabbing each other? So you're telling me an unarmed therapist is going to defuse that situation? They're going to get stabbed too. So. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, no, nah, because I've. In the one of the guys that were that was in my podcast, he said that. I mean, obviously, you can send somebody out there that's like that, depending on you know the situation. But I think the process through which these guys, like I said, they're supposed to be paid professionals, but they don't conduct themselves as such. So and you have to you have to change the way that you recruit these guys because I can just go I have no formal training I know nothing about law enforcement but yeah I can go and get a job as a police officer all I gotta do is do what you know a, a bit of training maybe for a month or so then they give me like a gun six and months badge. yeah they give me a good does yeah they give me a gun and badge and then I can just go patrolling and I can do whatever the hell I want basically because there's no you know I can get black I can, I can shoot a nigga I can shoot a black person you know white people I can't do that but I wouldn't have any any scruples for killing a black person because I just know for a fact that there'd be no consequences. It shouldn't be like that because that same thought, that same sentence is pretty much everything that's happened throughout the years. Right. It's not working. Overhaul the system, but they don't care because they're not the ones that are at risk. Their loved ones are not the ones that are at risk and their own kind. People that look like them are not at risk. The people that are like, oh my God, the police are here. I feel so safe. They don't look like me. And, and and that's the part for me, I don't support the defund the police because at the end of the day, everybody we all need cops. Because if you get robbed to, uh, you know, let's say we done with the podcast and you get robbed. You call 
you know, a lot of places started cutting, uh, cutting the budget, meaning so a lot of police officers aren't working on, on a given shift. So you can go from maybe like 40 police officers on the clock to maybe 15. So it might take them 45 minutes to get to you. At that point, you think the, the burglar or the robber is sitting around drinking Kool-Aid on the couch? No. That man is long gone. You're probably dead. Your stuff is gone. <laughs> so we have to be realistic here. I understand we're in a, a civil unrest situation and stuff like that. But we have to think logical. Because it is sad. A lot of good cops are being... I'm targeted because there's some bad apples. But I think when it comes to police, education is really what it is. That's the, it shouldn't take you just six months to get a badge and a gun and be called the protector of the masses. That's not fair. That's not right. And there's some people who are power hungry because no, let's be honest, most people, even aside from cops, but most people, you give them a gun and a badge, how many people would take advantage of that? Uh, that's it. So we have to start, I think yeah. they just, they have to push the education and the requirements more. Like I've seen more overweight cops than I've seen fit cops. And usually the fit cops are the new, the new hires. There's no reason why you've been on a force for 10 years and you look like you just ate, you know, 400 pounds of McDonald's. Like, big yeah, man. Like, like you have to, I'm not saying you got to look like, you know, David Beckham or Chris Hemsworth, but like you should be at least to be able to run. And that's the problem. A lot of them can't run. Not organized, so, clearly. I mean, yeah. I don't remember the last time I saw a fat cop, but I believe it. Oh, I've seen plenty. I've seen a lot of chases where the fat cop is out of breath. So they draw their taser or the gun or whatever to get them to stop. Like the requirements and education have to be in place. This whole, the police system in general needs a, a rework. Because like you said, the cops that don't stand for cops shooting innocent people, black people, they shouldn't just be walking free. And then if you speak out, you get you get sent home and you get fired. That's not fair. That's absolutely not fair. The guys Make that it, actually kill somebody, they, they, they don't get fired. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I think we just have to spend more time to revamp a law's and pertaining to, to, to criminals and the justice system. And we have to rework the police system because you could defund the police all you want, but at the end of the day, we all need them. We all need them. You can't be 400 pounds as a police officer. I feel like you have to be in shape. You have to understand every law because that's another thing. A lot of officers don't know law. They just know they could pull you over and your rights, but they don't know if you tell them about, you know, certain laws, they don't know about that. So we and have then, to spend more time. Educating citizen, them. And when you're a citizen that knows your laws, they, they, they either beat you up. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the black people like, yeah, I, I know my rights. You can't do this. They'd be like, Oh, word pop. Yeah. Fucking and, like I said, or you know, Sandra Bland, she didn't even make it to the to the station because she was an informed black woman and they just went up and and killed her. Like I said, they need to take the whole system, flip it upside down, and then and then start from scratch. Start from scratch, but this it's not gonna happen because yeah. that that's gonna take too much time. And defunding the police is oh, a lot easier option. No, but it, that's not the solution. It's not changing anything. It's not. It's not the solution. The thing is, it could happen if society was just built the way that I would like it to be built, and then let it be a gradual process. Right. But that, like I said, is just they don't care. Because here's the thing. There's another reason why. New York City. I love New York. Born and raised there. They cut the police budget. New York City, I think, has the top five police budgets in the United States. So they cut the budget. A lot. I can't remember the exact number, but it was a couple millions. It was like a hundred million or something. And what what happened? Crime rate went up. You have people getting shot in the middle of the street, kids being shot, people getting set on fire. And because there's no police to stop them, I'm not going to be running down the hall trying to chase the guy with the gun because I'm going to get shot. So we have to have a real conversation. I understand the political unrest. I understand the racism that goes on in, a, in the police system. But saying we got to get rid of police is not the solution. Because if we, even if we take 
half of the budget and directed to hire people to come with them on uh, these searches. A therapist is just likely to get shot like a police officer. The only difference is they don't have a gun. So we just have to, we have to have, to have a deep, uh, deeper conversation because defunding the police is easy. You can say, okay, well, we have 250 million for the budget for them, so we could cut this. That's an easy option. But the best option is not always the easiest. And the best option is to really back to class, everybody, every Thursday, we all come into class, the whole precinct. I'm going to teach you about um, going to the communities, introducing yourself, talking to people, getting to know people, stuff like that. Because it is a problem where you have cops that aren't familiar with black culture or you know, being in the projects and they get uneasy really quick. And so they shoot first, ask question later. That's a problem. They have to understand how to interact with different people. And I'm not asking them to be Superman. But understand, if you're going to be in, like, let's say Harlem, you have to understand how people operate there. It's not like the suburbs. You might be used to people just driving from work or going in their house. No, people are outside all the time. Uh, people know each other, a lot of gang. You have to understand that. So, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's education. You have to spend more time uh, with the education aspect and making requirements stricter. It's like a doctor. Even though they're doctors, they still have to get the education because right. one, you know, if they don't know how to do the latest surgery and they kill somebody, they're going to jail. So, you know, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Yo, you foul, man. I'm about to lose mass sponsors of views because of you. You believe <laughs> That was funny. I'm not going to lie. It's funny in a sick way, but that was funny. Yo, this guy tearing up. Oh, no. <laughs> you got me hit. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just speaking the truth, man. Nah, it was really just the way you said that, to be honest with you. But, you know, like I said, this this country's not working. And then uh, it's just people just buy into the illusion. Like, it's the Matrix, man. Just cut the, cut the Matrix on. And then, you know what I'm saying? I think I think did I say that in one of one of our one of the podcasts? I don't know, but basically, like I said, you watch the Matrix. Everything that they thought that they were doing, like in rebellion against the machines, it was part of the machines' plan. Guys, nice. what we're living in, like everything, is part of the plan. It's all by design. It's just the illusion of, of free will. It's the illusion of choice. I mean, on a grand scale, at least, because you have your own life, and you know you can do with your life what you will. But like in terms of this country and how it's operated, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh no, exactly. It's all it's all the sham, man. It's all the sham. And I'm not saying don't vote, but I'm saying um, it's much more bigger than the president because let's be. I just feel like the powers that be influence was going on. Ballots are getting lost. Votes aren't being counted. Votes are showing up late, so they're not getting counted for the overall. I don't know. It's a lot of nonsense that goes into it. Lies are always being told. The truth is never told. Um, it's it's all it's all manip manipulation. Like I said before, a lot of people feel like George Floyd ain't really dead. He's in the Philippines drinking a pina colada on the beach, getting paid off. I'm not saying that's true, but there's just a lot of stuff that's happening, and we not we don't have answers to. So I I don't know, man. I just think. Um, really, my, the whole point I'm trying to say is for everybody, please be educated in your vote because I don't want this whole situation be the same thing three years from now. Because I'm gonna call it right now if Biden gets elected three years from now, we're gonna be in the exact same situation we are now where people are criticizing Biden and saying he's not doing enough for the people, and we're back to square one. So, we, right. we if you really want to vote for Biden, vote for him. But if you just vote for them because other people are telling you to, really take a look at that. This is a country that's built on freedom of speech and freedom of a thought. So be a free thinker. That's what I do. I don't hate Trump because Twitter says I have to hate him. But just be educated. Learn the facts. Understand what both are bringing to the table. Check their background. I'm not, not background report, but check what they've done for the economy or, or during their time as president or vice president and really make an educated uh, decision based on that.
And then know. meanwhile, you got Terry Crews drinking drinking water from. <laughs> really, my guy. <laughs> really. Yo, I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's all a distraction, man. It's all a distraction. No, that's a fact. But any any final thoughts? I want to put the people to sleep. I think this has been a productive conversation. Um, no final thoughts. I think I pretty much said what I had to say. Y'all check out my YouTube channel if you haven't already. Mr. DJ Dash MDJ. I got the MDJ podcast on there where Percy is a frequent recurring guest on the show as well as some uh, gaming content you can check out if you're interested in reactions. Yeah, for me, I'm going to just say, you know, thank you guys if you got this far. And really, I know the presidential election right now and all the elections from mayors and everything is up and running. If anybody challenges what Mio Dimitri said, I'll have a different opinion. Let me know. I would love to have a, a, another voice on the show. Let me know your thoughts. I know a lot of people have opinions and stuff that they want to get off their chest. So I'm always open to the conversation and starting a new conversation. So with that, thank you, Dimitri, for another great episode. I'm looking forward to the second debate. Hopefully it's better formatted. And uh, like I always say, the help at hand. I was waiting for you to finish it. Oh, yeah. We got to plan that out. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> it's a better hand. Thank you, Dimitri. Peace.